And and we know this, this story of Christmas. The only reason it happened is so that the story of Easter can happen. So that one day Jesus could go and he could die on the cross and he could rise again. And, and this is my bet. I don't, now here's my opinion, okay? I don't, I don't know. This, this is just a guess. Is that one day when Jesus would have eventually died on the cross and rose again, those shepherds would have been the first people online to say, yes, I believe. I was there that night. I saw that it happened. This is not just another man. This person is divine. This baby isn't just another baby. There's something special about this Jesus, God's son. God is a human. And it, 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 I, I, I love this story because the story of the shepherds kind of experiencing this light. Like it, they're, they're out in the fields, right? Which means there's no town lights. There's no city lights. Like it's, it's totally dark. It, it reminds me of, of another part in the Bible. 700 years prior to this moment, there was someone named Isaiah who was what is called a prophet in the Old Testament. So these people would hear uh, God's voice and speak it for other people. And, and this guy, Isaiah, 700 years before, he wrote these words down, okay? In, in Isaiah chapter 9, it's, it's this. It's kind of this, this beautiful poetry. He says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. That sounds just like this moment of, of the shepherds, right? For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And there's just this beautiful analogy, there's this beautiful imagery of just a dark world and light coming in and changing everything. And you know who that light is? Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness. He's he's a light for the shepherds in that moment where they were in literal dark and a literal light came. He's a light for this world where, where we're off on our own and we're broken and we make mistakes and, and us humans, when we go on our own path, it hurts us. But God has come and given a light for us personally, right here in Bimbrook, for us and our homes and our families and individually. He's a light for us to find out who God really is. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. And, and we, we always kind of leave you with kind of a, a, a main point, kind of a main idea that we, we leave you with today. And it, again, it's a, it's a little cheesy because it rhymes, but, but I, I, I think it's powerful if we let it go deep into our heart. Okay, it, it, it's this. God doesn't shine his light to show us our sins. He shines his light to show us him. He doesn't shine his light just to point out our sins and you did this wrong and I'm, I'm exposing you, I'm exposing you. It's a, no, 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 he shined his light so that he could show and reveal who he really is. Look, God is not out to get you. God loves you. God loves you. And that's why Christmas happened. God was revealing to the world who he really is. And I encourage you, this Christmas season, let's remember that. Let's keep that as as our focus, okay? So I have just three quick challenges that I want to leave you with, okay? So I want you to be able to leave and actually do something with this, okay? The first one is this. Let's not pick and choose what we want to believe about God. Let's not pick and choose what we want to believe about God. I, and, and maybe this is for more of us that have been in this a little longer. I don't, I don't know. But sometimes it can be really tempting to be like, oh, I love this part about who God is. Oh, I love that. I love that. This part about God, oh, I don't really understand that or I don't really like that. Or, so I'm just going to ignore that part and just, no, 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 no. That's not who, that's not who God is. To fully know who God is, let's, let's accept him fully. Let's accept God's light, even if it might scare us at first, right? With the shepherds, the light came and it was like, okay, don't understand this. Don't like this. I'm out of here. Let's, let's not be like that in, in, in that moment, okay? And as we learn 
more about who God is, we will see that he is only good. Everything that he does is only good. Just like the shepherds learned that, right? Let's always keep an open mind to him. Let's not miss out on who he fully is. Uh, my second challenge is, is, is this. Let's be okay with not understanding everything. Let's be okay with not understanding everything. And I know some of us are like, but I need to understand. I must know. There's some things that we just won't. Life is wild. You, life is nuts. The, the universe is nuts. And, and I know I talked about a lot, this a lot lately, but I, I've been really, um, just for my, my reading, individual reading, I've been really reading philosophy like uh, Aristotle stuff and Aquinas and Hume and this kind of thing. And like literally, I'll be in the library, no exaggeration, and my brain will physically hurt thinking about this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And I'll just be like, oh, you know, someone's looking over like, well, what's he doing? You know? And it's just kind of just life, these questions about life and just the universe and this kind of thing. And it's just like, oh my goodness, this is like, God, why, why do you do that? Why did you set it up like this? Like this, how does that even make sense? This kind of thing. And we won't know it all. And that's actually okay. I'm holding on to what has been shown to us. The light has revealed the good news about Jesus to us. And that actually is enough for us to believe. It's actually enough for us to believe. Um, just, just as we close really soon, I, I want to I show you a video. And the reason, or what I really like about this video is, is at the ending, because I, I, I was trying to find one that kind of worked with what we're doing. And I loved the, it's a video about the shepherds and the Christmas story. And at the end, the shepherds' faces are like, oh, like, oh my goodness, like what just happened? And I think it's just a perfect uh, it's, it's a perfect visual of what it would have been like of how we can accept what God's doing but still have questions and still not have everything figured out, 100% figured out, but we can still put faith in God and believe the story is true. So uh, we're going to kill the lights. We're going we're gonna to play this video. Uh, it's just a few minutes, and I, I think it's just a good visual uh, of the Christmas story, okay? The Gospel of Luke. Luke takes us out of Jerusalem and then up into a small town in the hills of an out-of-the-way region called Galilee. And there we find a young woman named Mariam, or we call her Mary. She was engaged to be married. And then an angel appears to Mary saying that she's going to have a son. She's supposed to name him Jesus, which in Hebrew means the Lord saves. And he will be a king like David who will rule over God's people forever. And then Mary asks, okay, well, how is this possible because I'm a virgin? And she's told that the same Holy Spirit that brought life and light out of darkness in Genesis chapter 1 is going to generate life inside her womb. God is about to bind himself to humanity through the conception and the birth of the Messiah. And so Mary goes from some backwoods no-name girl to the future mother of the king? Exactly. In fact, she sings a song about how this reversal of her own social status points to a greater upheaval to come. Through her son, God's going to bring down rulers from their thrones and exalt the poor and the humble. He's going to turn the whole world order upside down. So when Mary was really pregnant, she and her fiancé, Joseph, had to go down to Bethlehem. Yeah, there was a decree across the Roman Empire about new taxes, and so everybody had to go get registered in the town of their family line. There were so many visitors in Bethlehem, they can't find a guest room. And so the only place they can find is a spot where animals sleep. Now nearby were some shepherds with their flocks, and an angel appears, which, of course, freaks them out. But they're told to celebrate because tonight in Bethlehem, a savior has been born. 
Yeah, they're told to go and find this baby, and they'll know that it's the Messiah because he's going to be wrapped up and laying in a grimy feeding trough. Yeah, which is pretty gross. Totally. And then these shepherds, who aren't very clean themselves, they go and find the newborn Jesus in this really dingy place, and their minds are blown. They go home wondering what on earth is about to happen. And this is all really strange. I mean, if God's really coming to save the world, this isn't how you would expect him to arrive. Born in an animal shelter to a teenage girl, celebrated by no-name shepherds. Exactly. I mean, everything is backwards in Luke's story, and that's the point. He is showing how God's kingdom was first revealed in these dirty places among the poor, because Jesus is here to bring salvation by turning our world order upside down. Yeah, and I, I just think that's a, it's a really cool visual of a Christian story. And this is my third and final challenge for you today, okay? Uh, let's believe. Let's be open to who God is, like the shepherds were. Let's not be people who experience the light and our first instinct is, let, let's just, I don't understand it fully. Uh, I'm, I'm going to withdraw. I'm going to move on my own. Let's be people who experience the light and say, wow, yes, this is good news. What God is doing is good. Look, God isn't after you for your sin. He's pursuing you because he loves you. We don't need to fully understand to fully believe. And, and, and I get it, right? Without the good news part, God is terrifying, right? Because he's holy and he's good and he does everything perfect. And us, that is so not us, right? So of course that would be scary. But guess what? There is the good news in there. The stereotypes of, of God as this angry, you know, Zeus-like guy with a thunderbolt. It, it's, it's not who he is. It's not. So let's put our faith in him. And, and the, the reason why we had Christmas, right, is that, as we said earlier, is so that Easter could happen. So that he could live a perfect life. And when the right time came, he actually was crucified on that cross. But the good news is that three days later, he rose again. And our relationship with God can be restored, that we can actually know who God is, that God loves us, that he's got a good plan for us, that we're actually here for a purpose. We actually have a calling in life. Let's just freeze there for a second, okay? Every single one of us in the room, we have a calling in life. There's actually a good divine plan that he has for you to make a difference in this world, okay? And, and I encourage you, if you've never taken that step and said, yes, I put my faith in God, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and rose again, I encourage you, there's nothing stopping you today. You can make that decision. Just believe in your heart, confess it with our mouth that he is God, that he loves us, that he's Lord, and he's there for you, okay? God doesn't shine his light to show us our sin. God shines his light to show us him. So don't miss out on who God fully is this Christmas season, okay? And, and, and I challenge you as well just to maybe a baby step in our faith is, is attend Christmas Eve service, service if possible, December 24th at, at the banquet center from 5 to 6. Um, and, and let's be thankful for his light. Let's be thankful for who he is because Jesus is that God-given light, that divine light, the light that extinguishes the darkness. Amen? Let's pray. So Lord, I, I thank you for every person in the room right now, my friends. I pray that every single one of us, God, would experience your light, that we'd put our faith in you, Jesus, that we wouldn't withdraw, we wouldn't feel exposed, we wouldn't run away from it, but God, we would embrace it. 
we'd embrace who you are, God, even though we don't fully understand everything. God, you have given us enough to have faith in you. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you for Christmas. In your name, amen. Amen. We are going to take up some giving now if you want to be a part of what we're doing financially here at Mountainside. So ushers, you're good to come forward. Um, You can give through the plates if you'd like. We also have a laptop at the back. You can give digitally or you can just do it from your phone or at home uh, as well. Also, we have the prayer corner over here. If you need prayer for anything, we believe that God listens to us, that God speaks to us. uh, So you can come over here and someone will pray with you. Uh, And while that's happening, just as we close here, uh, we always, at least, uh, no, yeah, every year, we've always tried to kind of close the service off with just something a little funny that's Christmassy. So just as this is happening, uh, enjoy this video, and, uh, and then we'll get straight to, uh, to the party. Okay, guys? <laughs> I hope you come back after we show it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so we are now going to get to the party there. So we have inflatables at the back, uh, Polaroid pictures with Santa, cookie decorating station, hot chocolate bar, food, all that fun stuff. So go get your kids, bring them back to the gym. And uh, we booked extra time today, okay? So don't leave right away. Shake someone's hand, hang out, meet someone new, and we will see you next week, okay? Merry Christmas. Thanks for being here today. <laughs>